Today on the 12 Rants of Christmas, I want to discuss taxi drivers. And if you live or work in Dublin, then you've likely spent much of this festive season with nights out with friends engaged in a new tradition that has swept Ireland like a craze uh, in recent years of waiting around in Dublin City, freezing your absolute bollocks off because there's no taxis available. And even the majority of the ones that are these days seem to be filled with dickheads. Like I spoke about in a previous show, I've lived in Dublin for over a decade now and I didn't arrive at my, I wouldn't say anti-taxi driver stance, but I'm definitely not pro right now. Um, I didn't arrive at that quickly. In fact, I used to love them. I remember the glory days of Halo before it became free now. When I lived in Dublin, North Dublin inner city, it was absolutely incredible. I'd be getting the lift downstairs in my apartment block and would just need to click order then. And by the time I was downstairs, someone would almost always be waiting outside. The drivers would for the most part be sound safe for the occasional casual racist who somehow managed to make everything you said about how he hated foreign people coming in taking jobs and how the foreign taxi drivers didn't even know the Irish roads and aside from that it was a good service. I used to DJ for example and needed to bring gear around and I never once had an issue. More often than not if it was 4am getting home after a gig the taxi driver would even help me unpack all my stuff from the car so even though I'd never actually ask for or expect that. So the question I have today is what the fuck went wrong? Nowadays, I thank God that I live in Dublin City because my worst case scenario has become a default and it's near fucking impossible to get a taxi anymore. And even the ones that you can get refuse to take you. So I'm happy that at least I get the option to walk home from pretty much anywhere in the city if need be, but that's not an option for everyone. And I think part of the reason why I'm so perturbed by this is because the issue was responsible for the single most awkward date ending of my life. Like I said, living in Dublin City, doing the whole dating apps business is a bit different, I'd say, to those outside. I'd prefer to waste as little time as possible doing meaningless chit-chat and screening because there's only so much you can glean from texting a stranger and the stuff that you do uh, isn't what is going to matter if it's going to work out. So if there's a mutual connection and a base level of banter and attraction established, let's just meet ASAP and see if there's anything there, which is a lot easier for me given that I'm probably meeting them a max 20-minute walk from my house. That was the case the night I met, let's call her Katrina, for the simple reason that I, I actually don't remember her name. Truth be told, the date itself was fine, but there just wasn't much there in the way of chemistry. The kind where you're thinking about an hour into it, no hard feelings. Her most interesting story was that she'd never tried chicken wings and like, you know how some people, myself included by the way, so no judgement here, you know, some people have their date stories they know are just the greatest hits. The ones that are clearly well rehearsed and they know the parts that really pop. Yeah, that was one for her, unfortunately. She was also clearly kind of in love with her male best friend who she'd brought up constantly to the point it necessitated me asking if they'd ever thought of giving it a go. I actually hope they did and are very happy to get her today. The pub's closed and she said she was hungry and was in the mood for some late night McDonald's. I thought to myself, you know what? I could go for some nugs and when you're both mutually at the stage of being chilled on a first date with the other person seeing you scoff a late night McDonald's, you know it's probably more of a friendship thing and not got legs romantically. 
Afterwards, I did the whole subtle, oh, where are you off to now? I'll walk you there routine to kind of wrap things up. But I guess she'd gotten ready for a Saturday night date in Dublin City. So she was happy to walk and chat for a bit more. And to be honest, that was fine. It wasn't awkward or bad or anything, but I started to conveniently walk in the direction of my home. So when she got a taxi, it'd be more convenient. At that point, you can probably guess what happened it's a little cliche who hasn't had this happen on a first date i think we can all relate here um we found a dead body yeah um we had our own stand by me moment of finding some poor fucker totally unconscious and unresponsive by a canal fortunately there were some guardy close by to flag down and help him and i hope they were able to resuscitate him and he's all right again serious condition but yeah Again, late night McDonald's and traumatic experiences like that don't generally make for building kind of romantic or sexual tension. So when we reached a busy street shortly afterwards with loads of taxi action, I suggested she grab one as it might turn out difficult later. She shrugged it off and she said, you know what, I'll show you where I work. And I'm still not sure why exactly, because she did walk me to where she works. And it turns out, you'll never guess, the place she worked was an office building that was empty late on a Saturday night. I genuinely thought something, anything was gonna happen at that stage. Like, was she hoping to bring me into the office and try fuck me on her desk because that was a kink she had or something? Or at least was there a plot to have me mugged by some goons who were waiting there? But no, she literally just like, yep, that's my office. Finally, she'd had her fill of looking at empty office buildings on a Saturday night, so decided eventually to get a taxi. And you know what happened next. Free now was it not, in fact, free now. And she waited and waited for what I knew and tried to warn her was going to happen. I said we'd probably be better off walking back to the build-up area where she might be able to hail one, but neither of us carried cash. And even the few that we did manage to slow down refused because they said they only accepted cash. I told her to do my trick of saying that she had cash then arriving and saying that she only had a card deal with it but as a woman traveling on her own it was fair enough that she didn't feel comfortable deliberately pissing off the bloke who was solely responsible for getting her home safely so we walked and we walked and we walked and eventually we found an atm and she was able to get cash but we weren't able then to successfully wave down someone and now she is having a full-blown meltdown and a tantrum about it all at one stage we ended up kissing and I didn't even particularly want to kiss her. It was just preferable to hearing her whine more. <laughs> she asked if she could just crash in mine and although I really didn't want her to at this stage, I was like, I could get a lie on on Sunday morning. I wasn't gonna leave her stranded in Dublin City by herself. So we did go back to mine and the mad thing was neither of us even considered or remotely explored the possibility of us sleeping together. To be honest, in hindsight, we probably just should have done to relieve the awkwardness of the situation but look it is what it is and uh, I, I, i'm not lamenting that the next morning same deal there was no taxis she's whining i went to walk her to the lewis so at least she could get home that way but of course that was also out of service so i had to listen to more whining about a situation neither of us could control eventually she got one and got home and now or well funny story we're actually married no i joke we never saw each other or spoke again these are the kind of poxy experiences we've all had to endure at some stage because there's just no taxis on the road anymore and look 
I get it. A taxi driver friend of mine walked me through a lot of the struggles faced by them these days. First and foremost, the barrier for entry is insane. It costs up to 35,000 euros in your first year between getting your plate, guard of vetting, insane insurance costs, driving tests for every county you want to do business in, and so on and so forth. And as we all know, Dublin has gotten more and more dangerous, meaning that a lot just won't do night shifts anymore for their own safety, which again, totally fair. But fuck me, except at least except that like the rest of us you don't have to like it but you do have to pay tax so accept credit cards like they were so bad for this that the government had to write into law that especially that yes legal tender is in fact legal tender it's not my fault if your credit machine card machine goes down though i don't believe them when they say that it does that seems like you're in the same predicament as every other business who needs to accept card payments so figure it out it's not my fault you don't have revolut set up as a plan b it feels like a simple resolution if the card machine goes down i'm not going to pay you in cash because cash is for old people and hookers Shit, i even think drug dealers accept revolut these days a big challenge and reason for the mess we currently find ourselves in is the apps themselves designed to make the process easier for customers and drivers yet completely failing on both parts to the point that my taxi driver friend said he probably only earns around one to two percent of his yearly income from the apps and on a good night would only accept around three to five percent of the jobs offered to him the main reason drivers will often shun apps is because of the 15% commission the free now take off every fare. And then you've got nonsensical additional technology charges that are passed on to customers like a one euro technology charge per fare. And this is default because to use the app, you need the technology to be able to use the service. Why is this not just baked into the rates? Or it costing two euro extra for no apparent reason if you just wanna get picked up from a hotel. My friend explained that to make a comfortable living, it was easier to just set up your own side business and social media to organize regular fairs like airport collections or corporate work. So I'm going to be honest, it isn't, there are some bad eggs there, but it isn't all the taxi drivers to blame either. But it is the taxi drivers who will collectively suffer from what's going to happen next if something doesn't change fast. The idea of deregulation has been discussed for years, with Taoiseach Leo Varadkar even commenting publicly on multiple occasions about how Ireland is an outlier in now opening up to the industry average Joes using rideshare apps like Uber. And while Uber do exist in Ireland, and in fact, it's now become my main taxi app of choice as it's the only one I can ever kind of reliably find a way home due to using a lower commission fee, making taxi drivers more open to accepting fares on that. But driver usage is still limited on that to taxi drivers. And to be honest, while many would be open to a new way of earning casual income, I think when we put ourselves into the passenger seat of this situation, most of us would probably prefer to just have a functional taxi service to making it rather than making it open to all. In the worst case scenario, taxi drivers are accountable both to the National Transport Authority and the Gardaí. There's a minimum standard of identification and licenses they're required to have to go on the road. That process alone existing, if it works and is enforced fairly, should curtail a lot of the worst case scenarios, whereas opening it up to all creates a more uncertain environment just by creating a sheer numbers game that could lead to more thing, bad things happening. But the reality is that all of us can see that it's not working right now. And the combination of the massive demand and the potential impact on other businesses and the economy as a whole, if it becomes endemic and starts fully deterring people in Ireland from venturing outside of public transport hours, means that deregulation doesn't just become possible, it becomes inevitable. 
And this is the last thing that the people causing the issue want. So the answer is sort your shit out, people. For as far as the apps goes, who for me, I can see are the main culprits of this situation. Invest in some good customer experience functions to challenge what isn't working and look at the money you're leaving on the table by letting this broken system rot, even if it means lowering your commission in the short term so people actually want to use you. A basic change is to make the system more customer friendly by removing the ability of drivers to reject jobs based on location. So if it's assigned to you that, or if you're available and the job is available, it doesn't matter. You can't turn around and say, well, you're only going down the road, so I don't want to take that or anything like that. It's being abused right now, and I struggle to think of one industry that creates systems to outright reject customers based on their capacity spend as long as they're paying the same basic rates as anyone else. Seriously, think about that. If you walk into a shop, like again, the prices might deter you from being able to shop there, but if you have the money, you get served, and that's as simple as that. As for drivers, realize, like my friend does to be fair, that the bad eggs not playing by the rules have a knock-on impact on your own capacity to feed your family and demonize this by thinking medium to long term instead of just short term. Unless you feel your safety is at risk, realize that taking a fare you may have rejected because it's not cash or only short increases customer faith in the system and leads to more fares. Engage in schemes designed to create accountability to weed out the bad ones and force them into compliance instead of protesting or chewing the ears off every fucking passenger who didn't ask about the decisions in your job that you dislike. Nobody cares when anyone in any industry, if you're not involved in it, rants about like the little nitty gritty uh, day to day inconveniences they have to suffer, especially a total stranger. And lastly, the government force this all to happen by applying pressure to the relevant stakeholders and enacting laws when called upon. But for God's sake, let's just fix this because I am not a hotel for shit dates.